Am I doing it? All right. Well, hello and welcome to the Whole Lot of Nothing podcast. My name is Roland Prince, and across the table from me is my boy Jamie Lee. Say hello to the people, Jamie. Hey, what's up? Hello, and An- we're back with another one today. Another one today. All the lights just turned off because uh, in my building that we record in, there's uh, motion sensors, and when no one's walking through the building, which is usually the case when I'm in here recording, um, the lights will go off. So we're recording in the dark right now, but it's okay. Uh, I'm the dark cast. It's the dark cast. Welcome to the whole lot of nothing at night. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, today, we again, just like every single episode, we have no topic. We just let ourselves flow through conversation and let ourselves get into something, and uh, hopefully eventually it turns into something entertaining. If it doesn't turn into something entertaining, feel free to turn us off. It's okay. We're sick of our voices, too. <laughs> but how you doing, Jamie? You know, today's a good day, and it's not just because we're recording another podcast, but like you said, every single podcast has no idea or no topic of conversation that is talked about beforehand. We didn't talk about anything that was related to this podcast other than doing some logo design. We didn't talk about topics whatsoever, so it's a really authentic experience on the Whole lot of Nothing podcast. Exactly. And in the future, we're going to be getting these all up on Spotify, Apple Music. You might actually be listening to this on Spotify and Apple Music if we've already figured that out. But um, I've sent some angry emails to my distributor, and uh, we will be getting up on streaming services very soon. But as of right now, you're probably listening on YouTube or SoundCloud. And if you are listening, be sure to give us a subscription or a follow to make sure you're notified whenever we do post something. But anyway, promo aside... Let's just, let's just jump into it. So kind of yeah. what I'm thinking, where we can lead this to today, and we'll start this off, because I want to know something that's like really occupying a lot of your time right now, something that you're really super into, something that you're just like, the past like month or two months that you've just fallen in love with, that has absolutely nothing to, for you to do with anything with music. Like, what, what's something like, is it a cartoon that you're watching? Um, is it something that you're doing? Like, right now, at this point in your life, what has been occupying your past four to six weeks? So one of the main things that I've really been focusing on is actually I love YouTube and just YouTube content. That's where I ingest most of my content. And actually, one of my favorite streamers is up on the screen right now. You can't see it, but we can see it. It's Noah J four five six, and this guy just streams zombies. Like he streams zombies. Like he'll do custom maps. He'll do call it like the new Call of Duty. He'll do whatever. And I just love watching zombies and people play zombies. I don't have to, I don't have the time to play video games, but I have the time to watch people play video games. So you have the time to play video games, you just rather watch somebody else play. Instead of think about it like this. I can sit down and watch a 2-hour long stream of this dude playing playing zombies or I can spend 8 hours getting that good or getting that far that he got in zombies in that one in that 2 hours. It, it, it's either I can play until I get good and then I just I'm I, I'm I'm that good, which I'm already decently good at zombies, or I can just watch someone do it and not have to go out and spend the money on a PlayStation or anything because I don't have a PlayStation. So you I, just uh, enjoy it for like the sheer sake of entertainment value. Exactly, and the the guy who's the guy who's actually playing the game is so entertaining. He he has a very similar sense of humor to the way that I the, to to what I do. He's a he's like a Reddit memer. And this dude loves, like, Reddit memes and, like, weird, like, obscure, like, you know the random memes that I send you at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning? Yes. Yeah, like, it's imagine a whole stream of, like, that kind of shit. Interesting. Interesting. So this dude's fucking hilarious, uh, but he's also, he also, like, releases videos and talks a a lot about the actual, like, logistics of the game and how he works with Treyarch and and, uh, and how he's actually, like, a game, like, he's helped develop the game to the point that it's at now, 
but uh, how there's still work to do and whatnot in the game. But but yeah. And so was he like originally working with Treyarch and working with like these companies, or did they see his stream and see him playing their games and approach him after? They approached him based on interesting. His, so he's getting all of his views and all of his content is based off of their games. They reach out to him and they're like, "Hey, well, why don't you help us develop the games, make them better, and then you could talk to your audience about the experience that you had with us." Interesting. So it's like a it's like a video game sponsorship essentially. Exactly. So okay. he doesn't pay a lot of money for for whatever it is, game upgrades or the actual game, but in extent in exchange, sorry, they give him they are in exchange he gives them a lot of people that are looking at his content, seeing that he like is playing the beta or seeing that he is doing something new or finding new Easter eggs. Like he's one of the guys who's like ranked highest in the world or first in the world for finding Easter eggs or high rounds or whatever. And um, basically they're getting a lot of exposure through him and he's getting basically promotional deals and free stuff from them. So it's a really good partnership. And I branching off of what we said last podcast, I really think that this is the way of the future. People just making their own content, putting it up on YouTube, putting it up on SoundCloud, putting it up on whatever, and that will eventually lead to pairing with a bigger company, and that bigger mm-hmm. company will will help get your career off the ground. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. And so yeah. what I'm kind of wondering is like, because you're not much of a big gamer yourself. I mean, not no anymore. big deal, but we beat Halo 2 in like three nights last year. Yup, mm-hmm. yup. But mind you, like, there's, like, you're not the type of person to just spend, like, hours and hours and days, like, just playing video games. So, like, why is it that you're so into watching these streamers? Because, like, you know, that's not exactly, like, the type of things that you do in your spare time. I used to be a huge gamer. I Like, before I really found the thing that makes me super happy, which is music and the thing that I, like, Pro Tools is my video game now, but... Um, which is uh, makes me sound like the biggest nerd of all time, but I don't give a fuck. Pro Tools is my video game. Um, but... I used to be a huge gamer. I actually used to like post like on YouTube. I used to post a bunch of like actual like 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 montages of me like of which games? Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops mainly. Really? Uh, I used to run around with that ballistic knife and the tomahawk, Ninja mm. Pro, all that shit, mm-hmm. and just destroy people. And like people will get so angry in Search and Destroy with that like I was the last one or got the last kill cram just because I was the dude with the ballistic knife and the tomahawk running around destroying everybody. But that's a story for another day. Maybe, maybe if people are lucky, I'll, I'll, I'll post a link to uh, to some of my old videos. But like, they're not under my name; they're under something completely different. And I'm not about to leak my my PSN, my old PSN, for some so people can find these embarrassing ass videos. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just get a lot of enjoyment out of watching streams. It's just like it's a completely it's a, it's just a release from like it's something so far away from what it is that I'm doing, but at the same time still related to like technology and that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, that I use frequently but so it's like a side not not a passion but like a side hobby exactly like I, I watch people I watch streamers and that's it I just love gaming culture I love watching innovations and video games like Red Dead Redemption 2 I haven't played it myself I've seen it played and I've also watched streams of people playing it and, and I can still look at it and appreciate oh my god the lighting in this game is fantastic or the attention to detail that they have with like the wildlife in that game like that's hot- such a rock star thing to do though like GTA or like Red Dead Redemption like yeah. ever since like they were like in its infancy they've been very very particular with details which i've always found cool like i played because i was a an xbox 360 kid and an og xbox guy og xbox shout yeah out. mind shout you out. i haven't really played video games since probably like 2014 but uh that was after i got the red rings of death so uh, r.i.p rip R. 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 rip 
but I I do I do have Red Dead Redemption, but I like I honestly think I don't play I haven't played it for longer than like two hours. Bro. Like total. Like I just never was able to like get into it. it. Just never hooked me from the beginning. So maybe that's just me being like a piece of garbage in terms of gaming, like for not actually trying it out and giving it a shot. But it was like like I always found like fantasy a lot more interesting and intriguing than like a western classic so for me it was like skyrim and oblivion were my shit i like uh, oblivion is still to this day my favorite game i've ever played really yeah oblivion okay. it's like the whole I've never played it oh the whole storyline from start to finish is so good it came out in 2006 from bethesda unbelievable and i'm not like i was never a huge gamer but this thing like I played this for, like, probably three, four years. It was so fun. The only game I think I've played with, like, for a longer period of time has been from 2008 to, or probably about 2009 to present, and that's Mario Kart Wii. And I will stand <laughs> by saying that I am, and you can, and now that this is recorded and is officially out there into the world, I am far and away better at Mario Kart Wii than I am at anything else. There's literally no skill that I have in my back pocket that I can say is like ahead of Mario Kart Wii. I will dominate anyone I can that vouch this me. dude is actually like disgusting. This, oh, uh, don't get me on DK Summit because you know it's dunzo time, baby. Like even even sometimes we'll be at, we'll be at a party or, or whatever, and some we'll find a Wii, and we'll we'll play drunk driving. Oh, okay. And, so oh drunk God. driving for those of you that have yeah, never heard of the game before, drunk driving is not what it sounds like. You're not actually driving, but you are. You do you do drink, and so how the game works is you. You can only, you cannot drink and drive in the game. So if you're playing Mario Kart at the beginning of the race, if you're drinking, your cart has to be completely still. Like, you cannot be moving. And before the end of the race, you have to finish your drink. Mm -hmm. So sometimes this is a tall can of whatever. It could just be a beer. It could just be like a little mixed drink you got. Whatever it is, that drink has to be totally done by the end of the race. And you cannot drink and drive. So it gets really tricky for most people. What I do... I just go from the beginning. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just finish this down from the beginning. Take the first, like, 20 to 30 seconds. Like a champ. Just down it. And then when I'm in last place at the beginning, like, I know I'm set because I'm just going to hit up a bullet bill or two, catch up to everybody. And then by the end of lap one, I'm usually around, like, fifth. By the end of lap two, I'm, like, I'm cruising, cruising with a pretty big gap. So... All right, all right, all right. I yeah, see, so... Mary Kart Wii, that's, that's my biz. But then at the same time... There's a little game uh, RJ and I used to play uh, called Beyond Good and Evil. Yo, I love that game, but fuck that game. Yo, and other than Lord of the Rings, The Third Age, it is probably the hardest game I've ever played. I don't understand. It's okay. so counterintuitive. Yo, did ask one day we might actually, I'll bring, the, I'll bring the Xbox to the studio. We'll do a live stream yeah, on we'll, YouTube. We'll, we'll make a Twitch account. A whole lot of nothing Twitch. Like, bro, we might actually just start playing fucking classic video games. If y'all have any video games for Xbox or PlayStation, whatever, that you want like, to send it in, It has to we'll be play specifically them. like PS2 or OG Xbox. OG Xbox. Preferably OG Xbox because I am I'm an Xbox guy. Like I cannot I'm hold those like Xbox PlayStation guy, like, like controllers. For newer games, I like PlayStation. Nah, for older games, I, I like Xbox. I cannot hold the PlayStation controller comfortably. I, I can. I love it. Like I hate them. I love it. I love okay. I love the newer PlayStation stuff. The older PlayStation okay, I played on PS1. I didn't have a PS2, and because at the time that PS2 was really popular, that's that's when I switched over to Xbox. And smart decision. 
I enjoyed it. It was nice. I couldn't afford a PS2, so I just never really played on one. Playstations but... don't have Halo. That's true. That is that is that's, that's like because I remember because I was a I was a kid and the first console I ever got was an like an OG Xbox and the OG. first game I got was NHL 03 and I think one of the I don't know if it was like the second or third but one of the first games I got after that was Halo 2 and that game like I was so happy that Halo 2 was my childhood whereas like everybody else was playing Smash Bros which I like yeah I'm sure is fun but Halo 2 that game is still baller today honestly there's no game that I've ever played that actually stands up to the test of time better than Halo 2 a Mario Kart Wii okay well Mario Kart Wii came Mar- out in 2008 and is still a, like just phenomenal but are you going back and playing the campaign of Mario Kart Wii no, well, like, yeah, sometimes. Like, sometimes, I, like, I'll and see if I get do, two or three star, like, the races. And when you do complete that, 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 those couple races, does it even compare to the storyline and the cinematics of Halo 2? No. Exactly. That's true. But exactly. It's, they're for different purposes. One's just for sheer fun, the other's, like, for the entire experience. So it's kind of like, like, what you prefer. But Halo 2, like, that's a hard game. Yeah. Especially when the flood comes in. Fuck Any the flood, Halo bro. game where you have to fight the flood, I'm out. I hate it. I hate it. Bro, when I was like young, Halo when 3, I was younger, the level I got... Cortana, ugh. It was, it was not enough. Well, Cortana, like, I remember, like, because Halo 3, I think, came out in, like, 08? Yeah. Or 07. I think it came out in 07. And in 08, Christmas of 07, no, it was Christmas of 07, I got my Xbox 360. And it was the limited edition Halo 3, like, hey. 360 so it's like the military green with like the orange on it looks like master chief like it was dope and the level cortana that thing like used to terrify me because i was like 10 11 years old maybe 12 like playing this game and like there's the flood everywhere the graphics at the time they're still today like very solid and it's just like it's an ear like eerie music like that was one of those games, like, that level in particular, like, was creepy, but it was also super challenging. Like, I've never beaten Halo, any Halos on anything above normal by myself. Mind you, that's also because I wasn't a big gamer, but even, like, Heroic and Legendary, like, I just wouldn't go for My favorite level in Halo 2 was Metropolis. I played Ooh. that level a thousand, I think it's level three, or like, the third level, like, the third mission or whatever. Yeah. And that level, I played that level so many times that, like, you played it with me, bro. I know exactly yeah, when yeah, yeah. everything is going to happen. Like, I know the fucking taglines that the that the commander says, when and when he says that, I know certain like, exactly what enemies are going to show up exactly where. That is my favorite level, but... Fuck jackals, bro. Just, just yo, from the bottom jackals. of my heart. No, like, and like, honestly, everybody's like, "Oh, grunts are so easy." Until you do higher levels, and they got plasma yeah. grenades. Yeah, they just like, stick into the cells and run. Yeah, it's like, and then honestly, brutes. Fuck brutes. Brutes, brutes, elites. Elites are fun because you can be an elite. Because yeah. in, in Halo Two and after, you become the arbiter. Yeah. Man, why are you on Instagram right now? I'm sorry, bro. I got a Snapchat. We're recording a podcast. I got a Snapchat, and then I just kind of like migrated because I saw a little notification. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, let's get let's get the phone to the side. I'm fucking, I'm, okay, fine, fine. It's on Do Not Disturb anyway, so. Dude, that's a good that, tune. That's one thing that I've actually been doing a lot lately is just like trying to take time away from my phone to focus on me and focus on the things that I'm doing. And one thing that I did to really like focus on me is I stopped texting people just to fill my time. It, and, and I know that sounds really weird, but a lot of a lot of people that like one thing that it, t- it took me a little bit to realize this and find the specific people that I talk to that just just to fill time. But I would I, I'm a person who who call lo- someone out right now. 
Who is somebody that you text just to fill time because you're fucking bored? I'm not gonna. No, nope, no, do nope, it. No, I'm not do doing it. There's that. four listeners right now that are nope, just nope, screaming at you to nope, do it. Nope. Give initials. Mm-mm. Initials. Initials. Initials and where you met. Oh fuck! No, no, that's that's way <laughs> do too. Do it. Do it. No, 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 no. They'll call because what is what is the likelihood that 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 said person that you're filling time with just a text is listening? Like sixty percent. So do it. Do it. I, I'd still rather not. I'd say, we'll do odds. How's this? We'll odds. Do, okay, odds. Explain to the people right what odds is. Explain. Okay. So what? Well, and we can do this as a recurring thing. Like so, if if I call odds or if RJ calls odds on the get you off your phone. I'm boy. going to pull up the person. <laughs> okay. So if I call odds, basically what that means is he has to choose a number between one and X, and that we count down three, two, one. After one, if we say the exact same number, he or I, whoever's challenged has to do that thing so uh, and also we have danger odds so one and two if we say the same thing same rules but if we say different numbers because it's one and two the challenger has to go for it yo so odds you call them out right now who is that person that you're just texting to fill time uh let's say one in five why not three two one three okay Fair. We didn't Still say the same number. say it. Okay, fine. Uh, the actual initials are IS. And is that Itza? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and we met on Tinder. <laughs> That's Itza. Shut up. Shut up. Don't That's worry about Itza. it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about who that is. I'm not worrying because I know who it is now. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. Yes, that's one person that I would. So basically what I did is I put my phone. This is something that like I, I'm not a preachy person, but th- if there's one thing that I can give a little bit of advice to anybody about, just I'm a person who would like to fill my time with talking to people just to because I felt that people acknowledging my people, it's basically attention from other people and people talking to me, I used to think that meant that, oh, that person values my time. And instead of instead of giving my love to myself and you know filling my own little bucket with love, my own personal love, I would take some love out of my bucket, fill someone else's bucket, just so that they can do the same thing to me, and they might not give me the same amount of love back. But I put a higher amount of like value on what they did give me, just because it was from someone else. And when I really just stopped talking to certain people and realized that I was just talking to certain people because they were just because I had a higher value on their affection or their mm. like their attention basically that's all it really boils down to when i stop when i put my phone on do not disturb and i stop answer i stop replying to text so quick you'd be surprised how many people are just like doing the same thing with you just using just talking to you to fill time and you don't they don't really care about you anyway what i'm getting to getting that's at very is, cynical it, it is because like they they could still care about you they could just be bored i wouldn't conf- i wouldn't like compare boredom to like not caring i guess but like i don't know for me it's just if you're not direct like if you're not genuinely invested in me if you're not going to pick up the phone and give me a call or something that's basically i only really answer calls like or if i texted someone because of business and i actually have or like i I were making plans that's different but i don't know to me like if people aren't like i i just got to worry about filling my own bucket with my own love and not giving it out to people who don't deserve it and who, p- people that I only just want attention from. You know what I mean? I think part of it with you is like you really enjoy having deep conversations, kind of like what we're having now. And it's a lot more challenging to do that over text. 
yeah, that's that's kind of a, I'm, I'm the, the driest texter of all time as well. Like that, that also definitely weighs into this. That I am the like my texting personality is not enjoyable, and I'm also a person who doesn't really like. I don't want to sit up and text people for hours, but like I would because I was bored and I had nothing else to do. Oh, I like texting people like that. Uh, I don't. I I, I I I guess that's just something where we're different. I just uh, it's not really my thing. I don't really like enjoy that. I don't. I don't know. I'd rather like. Talk it's not to a form of communication that you enjoy. Yeah, I I'd, rather, I'd rather FaceTime. I'd rather talk on the phone. I'd rather talk in person. Like, I don't know. Like for me, it's like there's so much more value when someone like is like, "Hey, let's go get coffee," or "Hey, let's talk on oh, the 100%. phone." Oh, hundred percent. Like, See, this is this is the way I look at texting. It's like, and I'll ref- I'll refer it to like sports. It's like texting's like the assist, and then f- like actual communications, the goal. Yeah, I guess. Like, so I, I use it to make plays, and whether that's like with friends making plans or like anything else, it's like it's a playmaking thing. Don't and get then, me wrong. And then you like, go and like you go and shoot your shot and like yeah. in person. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'll still text people like, but it's more like I guess now it's more of a if I have to kind of thing. Like I would much rather give someone a call. I would much rather because the thing is for me, I'm a person who who like I need to know your tone of voice. I need to know like your facial expression, or else yeah, I can't. Yeah, you don't like guessing that stuff. I like, hate it so much because it's like it's you. There's no f- other form of communication other than like written in text. So it's like you can't read facial cues, body yep. language, tone of voice, like anything like that. It so just cuts out like eighty percent of the way that I actually can tell of what this person's saying. And being as sarcastic of a person as I am. You, you don't know if someone's being sarcastic or granted there are emojis yeah i know there are gifts yeah i know but like that can yeah there's only, other things that, that can, can portray kinda... only so much yeah though. so i feel like i feel like for you it's like communication is really important to be important to be like fully immersed in it with yeah. every form of communication so you enjoy like reading people's body language reading their facial expressions their tone of voice changes in like their behavior and i find like with you like you just get like confused when you're with in text which means you don't like it i don't yeah it's just it's just something that like now that i've I've realized i've gotten into way too many like miscommunications or just misunderstandings or whatever just by communicating only over text or over dm or whatever whatever you want to call it um i i just i just stopped really doing that like if like i don't know just if people really want to like the like one thing that i started doing now is this is a this is a european thing Fucking sending uh, audio. Oh, I told you about that. Yeah, sending yeah. sending audio recordings to to people instead of texts, and then that way you at least get the tone of voice. If they're joking, like what the fuck is like, you get a full grasp, at least a more full grasp of what's going on. And that's just something I I don't know. Just for for me, with just texting, it seems so like blah. Like it's just like there's Bland. like bl- exactly like you don't get even half the full idea of what's going on. Yeah, see, for, like, with me, I'm, I always take, like, texting people with a grain of salt. Like, I don't look at it as, like, my main form of communication. I don't look at it as, like, oh, this is how I'm going to build this type of relationship with this person. But, like I said, like, it's the setup. You know, it's, like, the setup to, like, that coffee meeting. It's the setup to, like, you know, hanging out with that friend. It's that setup to, like, for some people to even go on dates. Like, I don't really – I would never ask, like, somebody to date over text, but – for a lot of people, like they do it that way. It's that setup that leads I find that to more. So weird. Yeah, I feel like if you're making big moves, like whether that's like asking someone out on a date or asking them to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or trying or like trying to make like big business plans like over text, like and even email, like I feel like that's like a bit of a mistake. Yep. Because like so much, like I find really important things 
and really important relationships in life, business, like with the significant potential any significant sort of other, any relationship that you're in, like should not be solely or like the important details predicated over texts. Whether that's 100%. like starting a, like a relationship, whether it's breaking up with somebody, like please, like that's oh just my god, bad. anyone who breaks up with someone over text is a piece of shit. I'm that's Ugh. it. And done. End point. Anyone who breaks up with someone over text is a piece of shit. That's a hot take. Like, oh, that's that's like, bruh, no. I don't care what your situation is, unless you are in no, the middle of in your in the middle of a combat zone getting fucking bombs thrown at you and all you, you can text somehow to send a text and that's all you can do, fine. Here's that's the a circumstance only, that's here's okay. The only circumstance that I've seen in person where I've been like, okay, like I get why you did that. And I was a buddy of mine. He was uh, seeing this girl, and, like, she just wasn't making time for him. And, like, literally after, like, two, three months, like, he's dating this girl for, like, two months. Like, she kept saying, like, no, I have this activity I can't meet. Oh, I just can't do these things. You know, and then he he was straight up. He's like, well, when are we going to, like, hang out? When are we going to, like, be together? And she's like, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm just so busy. And it was at that point that he was like, listen, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, we got to end this. And that situation, I get it. Phone call, bro. Yeah, but at Any- the same time, she's not even willing to see him or anything. Then then, then, that, like, then that's a situation where, like, he should have just, fair, honestly, just stop talking to her. Just stop talking to her. No, don't say like I'm. No, I'm not a fan of ghosting people. It's like no, nah, bro. Because like she honest, she she thinks that he's not worth her time. Fair. That's because she thinks that because if you really, no matter how busy, you, I'm a very busy guy. I have a lot ton of things going on, but I can still make time for people that are worth my time. And she must have thought that he is not worth her time. Yeah. Because she, if no matter how busy you are, I don't care what you're doing, you have three seconds of your day True. or, or True. 20 minutes of your day, you can FaceTime someone or True. talk on the phone. If you, or, or even walk out of your work and they come to you, you go up for, for your, on your lunch break yeah. or something and come back. There's always time in the day. If there's time in the day for you to go and go on Instagram and post something, Thing or unless that's your job, obviously that's different. But if there's time time of the day for you to go and do something for pleasure, there's time of the day for you to go meet somebody that hundred percent. And like, like I'll slightly segue this into something else. It's like when people say like, "Oh, I don't have time to do this." It's like, no, you chose something else. Yeah, you chose. Like, you have uh, your time is being occupied by something else. Yeah, that's it. and you know what? There's nothing. There's t- that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. when you were saying. I don't have time to go to the gym to work on my health. I don't have the time to study more. I don't have the time to like do all these things. It's like you do. You're just not willing to give something else up yep. for that. And depending on how you're allocating things, like like for me, for instance, like I do not have time to hang out with friends that often. Mm-hmm. But that's because of the sacrifices I'm making because I want to edit videos. I want to record these podcasts. I want to go work on songs that we're making for the film. Mm-hmm. I want to go like make connections like in a business sense. I want to, I'm at work most of the time. I have commuting time to and from work. And so when I say like I don't have time to hang out with friends very often, I mean that it, it's nothing against them. It just more so means that I'm really heavily investing time in me and myself and I feel like a lot of people, when they say they don't have time, they mean like they're on Netflix like for like three, four hours doing an office binge. Yeah. You know, it's like, or if they if they want to like go work on their different skills, whether that's art or photography, I don't have time to do this stuff. It's like you do, you just have to allocate those sacrifices effectively. Now, the the, the only counterpoint that I, that I have, that, and that's not 
it's not my actual counterpoint. It's just the only argument I can think of. Devil's that advocate. Would ha- yeah, like devil it. advocate. There we go. Only argument I can think of that anyone ha- would have at that is like, what if I need those three hours of watching The Office to decompress and not be overwhelmed from everything that I'm doing? What then if- that's totally like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's totally fine. You know, but I'm saying like, if you're if you're going to be complaining that you can't do certain things like hang out with people or uh, work on that project that you've always wanted to do, do that passionate thing, but you're spending your time that way, then I just then I just don't think that you don't have time as a valid excuse. It's not. It's not because once I started realizing that. I can like so one thing that I did is I when I really started seriously thinking about music is I started keeping like my notes open on my phone all the time and every second that I got that I could start writing things down I did and then that started transitioning into me giving up a lot of stuff to go and do other things that I wanted to do and I don't exactly. know as soon as I started finding time in my life like I would be walking across the street or on the bus or something I'd be like hold on, I could be, instead of listening to music right now, I could be listening to a beat and writing to it, and then that fills my time that I'm on the bus yeah, doing something. Yeah, and that's finding like, that time. Exactly. And I feel like once people realize that, like, once you actually start looking for extra time in your day, you start finding so much. Like, you'll be sitting there watching Netflix, and and, and in the back of your head, you're like, shit, I, I just spent an hour and a half on Netflix, That hour and, a, and I still have another hour and a half that I would normally spend on Netflix. I can spend that time going online and finding music festivals around the world that I can apply to. Exactly. It's the opportunity cost of everything, which if you don't know, if you've ever taken like an intro to economics class or you know anything about opportunity costs, it's what you give up to attain something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a dollar value. So a perfect example would be like, you decide that you want to go to a music festival instead of work for the weekend, you know? So the opportunity cost would be the dollars that you're um, sacrificing because you could be working. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not just the money that you're paying at the music festival. You have to add the money that you're losing on top of that. It's also the leisure that you could have just by like relaxing, chilling at home, maybe with the family and the dogs, all these things. All these other little intricacies and, and things like add up in these sacrifices. And so sometimes you have to look at these costs and understand like is this something I'm actually interested in doing and is this cost weighing out with the benefits I guess like the overall point of all this is it's not your lazy sack of shit who's not spending the time doing what you should be it's if you have a goal in mind of something that you've always wanted to do whether it be going to that music festival whether it be starting to write an album whether it be starting to film videos and edit them or whatever whatever your project that you want to do is doesn't matter what it is going to the gym doesn't matter there is time. Mm-hmm. There is no, I don't have time. And like at all, there's no, like you always have time. It's just, is what you want to do more important than the thing that's taking up the time that you would want to spend doing the thing that you want to do. And if you're not willing to take anything, take time away from anything else in your life to do that thing that you want to do, you don't really want to do that thing. Yes. But I'll also even play devil's advocate to both of what we're saying again. Let's so hear it. so it's like, it. There's certain examples where you do have less time, but you can still find some. And so that's what I think is important. So, for example, you could be like, like there could be a woman and she's like a single mother to three kids. She's working two jobs, you know, and it, so she goes to each of these jobs in the mornings and then at, like in the evenings. And sometimes she works weekends just to support the family because like life's tough as a yeah. single mom. And that's a, that's just like a harsh reality. I can't personally relate to that, but... 
that person would have a lot less time than someone who's like us, who's like less time, less, not no time. Exactly. That's. I'm not saying you have to go and spend five hours a day doing something because yeah, you have shit to do, and I understand that, and you need to keep your house, your your life afloat. But if whether that be, I have half an hour right now to go yes. online. And write and write an application to this or do whatever. Write a poem. You that's know? it. Like, like do an do something. Hour, like half an hour. That's write all. a children's story. Draw draw a new painting or like you don't draw a painting. Like paint a new picture. Yeah. Something like that. Like there's always at least a little bit in your day that you can yep. allocate to something that you truly want to do. And that's what I've tried to do recently. Like, I have a Google Calendar that I've been like obsessed with. So what we asked earlier, like about how you were like obsessed with. Uh, what was it you said? Oh, the uh, streamer that we have on the screen. Can't, yeah. re- can't remember his name. Like, Noah J456. Yeah, that guy. So His backup account is Noah J. So, yeah, one of, one of my favorite things, and it's kind of geeky, is, like, I love my Google Calendar. So, And I'm not even, like, that organized of a person, but, like, I have, like, everything, like, color-coordinated. I'm, like, it so I've got, pretty. like, I've got a whole lot of nothing, like, blocked out in time in purple. I've got my gym in light purple. I've got, like, work which is Monday to Friday, 8 to 4 in blue. I've got, like, all these different colors, and then I try and, like, fill up my day. And my goal is, if I'm awake for 16 hours, I want... And so what I'm trying to do is fill those 16 hours with as much productivity as possible. And personally, just being very open, growing up, I was never a hardworking kid. Things kind of came easy to me, whether that was, like, at home or even, like, school and sports. I was never elite in either of those two things, but I was fairly strong and things weren't that difficult. So learning hard work and work ethic has been something that's been coming to me more the past couple of years and it's something I'm really trying to work on. So instead of trying to occupy all 16 hours of pure productivity, I'm like, you know what? Let's try and start with like 10 hours of productivity every day. So if I'm at work, that guarantees eight hours. So I'm like, okay, I only have two more hours of actual productivity to make up for that, which a lot of the time is like an hour and a half at the gym. And then I have 30 minutes of like doing something else. So sometimes that's like learning a new skill, like recently, which has been after effects and lower thirds titles, which if you're into film, you kind of know that stuff. And so it's like, it's kind of working my way up. And so now I'm working, I went from 10 hours, which went to 11. And now I'm around 12 and a half to 13 hours daily of productivity. Today, this Sunday, I'm a little behind, so I think I'm only going to hit, like, eight, but it's a little more challenging when you don't actually, like, work eight hours, and it was also my one day of the week I was able to, like, relax. So, and that's another thing. When you don't have time to do certain things, like, I don't have time to, like, take naps most of the time. Sometimes, that's another thing I'm trying to cut out of my life today. I just did it because I wanted to. But, like, when you say you don't have time to do something... That doesn't mean you can't do things like watch Netflix. It could mean you're too busy to watch Netflix. It could be mean, mean you're watching Netflix or you're too busy to do something else. But it's whenever you use the excuse, I don't have time, it's because you're not willing to give something else up for it. And I think that's kind of like what we're trying to circle back around to. Yeah. Definitely. It's that sacrifice that you have to make. And, and keep that in mind, I guess. Linking this all back to me putting my phone on do not disturb mode and not text and basically not texting people that I don't think are worth my time or were time fillers. I have so many more. Are you saying Itza is not worth your time? Yeah. Wow. That is a hot take. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like at least like. As harsh as that sounds, like at least I, I sound can like an asshole, but I can appreciate I don't care. the honesty. It's just it's the fact that I am now in control of almost of, of a little bit more of my time. 
And that little bit more of my time I have, and that little bit more of that self-love that I was giving to other people, I now have for myself. And I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to talk to anyone for my own personal benefit because like it, cause I don't, I, I get it all myself. And then also I have more free time during the day. Now that I'm not wasting just talking to people or playing stupid fucking what iMessage games, I'm I don't I, I, say I'm not playing stupid fucking iMessage games. You literally sent me like an archery invitation yesterday. Not as much is my point. <laughs> so it's I have less. M- it's less. It's hey, less. It's those baby steps that you're moderation, taking. Moderation. Moderation. Oh my god. Anyway. I now have more free time where I've started picking up my old textbooks from when I was in university and just reading them and just gathering more knowledge. Oh, yeah. You said you were looking at your philosophy textbook. It's literally in my bag right now. Yeah. Well, like, how's that going? Like, what is, uh, what are you learning in, like, a philosophical sense? So, right now, uh, I'm still going, I'm, I'm reading, I, I've wait, re- wait, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but, like, before, I'll add another part to that question. So, what are you learning in a philosophical sense from that book and how are you applying it to, like, your music and your business that you're running right now? So right now I'm mainly in the in, in a state of I just want to learn and worry about application later because I need to understand the topic fully or at least more fully than I do at the moment to, in order to make an accurate change to my life based on that information. Because if I only have part of the information, if I only read four of the six chapters, then I don't have the full information. And there's, it's a three-part book, so it's broken up into different different like so it'll start again on chapter one at a certain point because there's there's like there's a theology i'm still reading the theology category right now but basically basically, so here i'll just get into it basically what the what the book has taught me mainly right now is that there are the way that we think is not necessarily the way that we were created to think it's the way that we have been conditioned to think interesting and that might that might seem like a broad statement because it is but what I'm really getting at is, like, here, let's take theology, for example. Like, let's, let's take Catholicism. I was raised Catholic, very strictly Roman Catholic. Like, I, I learned, like, the very strong fundamentals of the religion going yeah, to a Latin mass. Like, like, like every- I was raised, I was baptized, and I was raised Catholic, but I do not identify as religious whatsoever. I want to stay, I'm, I, I don't either. Yeah, and also, like, I Anymore. was raised in a much more loosely, like... It was like maybe we went to church like a little bit as a kid, but when I was like older, like we didn't care. We we might go to church on Christmas, and even then, like we like I wouldn't pay attention. So like it was it was not strict. Whereas like you, like I had your mother as my religion teacher in high school. So like yep, yeah, like I like she, yeah. hold up on a side note. This woman, his mother, started like these selling these t- hoodies and T-shirts at the school <laughs> that literally say. I heart Jesus. No, no, no. They them. said Jesus loves me. Oh, yes. Jesus loves me. And like it was a big and I remember being in grade 10 being like, oh, Loki, I kind of want that. That was a kind of they were, they not, were hard, bro. Not they were from the fact that I was like, oh my God, yes, Jesus loves me. But more so from the side of it being like, these are kind of funny. And like I it's, think, it's hilarious, bro. Like I, I think I love half it. the people that bought them were like, yes, Jesus loves me. And then the other half were like, this is hilarious. Like this is so funny. Yeah. And like that's that that was That's why I got one, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hold on. But that's on. the type of like religious sort of background that RJ comes from. Yeah, so it's a very strict religious background, but in the sense that we're don't get, don't get me wrong. My mom is very is very understanding and it's not strictly Oh, she's the best. She's she's awesome. But it's it's my grandparents who are the main backbone of the strict religious part of my life. And like I'm talking, they go to Latin masses still, 
and like like wow. the traditional way though that the that the mass was supposed to be said like back in like Jesus's time, bro. Like they've taught me catechism. They've taught, like when I was younger, like okay, when I was little, one of the things that they would be like happy to like like when their friends would come over, my grandma would have a like in her in her holy book, she would have all these different cards, like almost like trading cards of saints. And she'd put them on the table and I was able to name every single one of them. Wow. Yeah. And she would like mix up the order or whatever. I still knew. Anyway, so what I'm getting at is how religion, and, and, and this can be any religion, but I, I, can, I can only speak for Catholicism. I, I don't, I didn't study Islam too much. I haven't studied Judaism too much. I don't know everything. So You're I'm just only, speaking from personal experience. I'm speaking from what I know. So just if, if you're not a member of the Roman Catholic faith, don't get offended. Um, or if you really want to. At me on Twitter, uh, at Roland the Prince. Fight me. But <laughs> what I'm getting at is... So fighting words. Exactly. Um, but really what I'm getting at is, in the book, they're really talking about how philosophy... Or sorry, uh, theology really came around just to give people a reassurance of what will happen after they die. Because mainly religion was created out of fear. People didn't understand what was... Fear and uncertainty. Exactly. Which is the biggest fear of humans. Which is... Uncertainty is the biggest fear of all humans. I don't care if you don't fuck with spiders. I don't care if you don't like bears or whatever. The reason you're scared of anything is uncertainty. people that don't fuck with spiders... Don't fuck with them because they know nothing about spiders. Exactly. They don't you know, know how to read a spider and realize, oh, is this thing going to bite me? They don't is even know gonna... like the species of spider exactly. that they're looking at. So it's like that uncertainty because all they see is this scary little thing that they know not, nothing about. It has about. eight legs and eight eyes, bro. I don't know what to do. Like that, that's it's an spider. arachnid. Exactly. It's like, it's probably not going to hurt you. Do I know that? No. But at the same time, don't be scared of it. But anyway, religion was created out of fear. <laughs> Sorry, I just kicked the microphone stand. I love how the engineer is the one who ends up fucking up the microphones all the time, and you just, you're fine. I also set up your microphone so you couldn't fuck it up. But anyway, um, but religion was, was all created out of fear. Giving a strict and rigid, basically organized life to people, because humans thrive on organization, just like, ch- like children. I know I'm jumping all over the place. Trust me, it'll all wrap together. It'll all come together in the end. It's coming. So children thrive on organization. Children th- thrive on schedule rigid schedule. And if you grow up with a rigid schedule, you'll be an adult who, if you haven't rebelled from that, had a terrible experience with it as a child, you'll probably stick to having a rigid schedule and that being the guide for your life. Now, with religion, it's a very similar thing. You give someone a strict set of rules and something that need, and literally a schedule you need to pray every day. At the, sometimes it, for more stricter parts of religion, it would be at a certain time or whatever. And Basically, and depending pray, on the year, and ex- stuff, it, yeah. it, there's so many variables, but it's it's hard to speak just completely free of all the all the variables. But basically, giving someone a strict set of rules they need to live their life by at every single moment makes them, in their mind, constantly be thinking about God and pleasing God, and their whole life has to be revolving around these are the things you need to do to please God. It's just like a, it's just like having that rigid schedule, rigid set of rules for a child, giving them, hey, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that, and then that that forms their own morality. That those strict set of rules turn into and even like it turns into the fundamental core of who they are and what they believe. And 
when you give an entire group of people mm -hmm. the same rules that they have to follow, and then they all start to form, and the same schedule they have to follow, they they all form a unity with each other, which can be positive. Don't get me wrong. It can be completely positive. But when it comes to a mass group of people all following the same rules, having the same ideology, and then running into a group of people who have a completely different and separate ideology, but is that is essentially the same thing, started by someone, created, and give, basically used to control people and, and give them a set of rules that follow a certain agenda. I know I probably sound like a crazy ranting idiot right now, but... What I'm getting at is religion was created to control people, essentially, to limit their creativity, to limit the amount of freedom of thought and freedom of doing that people have so that we would have less deviancy within societies. And because when you have deviancy, you, you, people don't follow the rules. When people mm -hmm. don't, that's literally what deviancy, deviancy is. But when people don't follow the rules, you have anarchy. And religion was just created to prevent anarchy. And there's not really like it's the original law exactly, and I I I'm, I'm trying to dumb this down as much as possible because I don't want to just pull excerpts from the theology book. But basically, it all revolves around uncertainty and giving people certainty. And when you give someone certainty and you tell them this is fact, they'll follow you anywhere if you can give them if you can answer their unanswered questions. And that blind following is not good for anyone, especially if you want to be a free thinker. Yeah, I think one of the dangerous things um, about believing in, in literally anything in a super intense way that you were brought up with mm -hmm. is that it limits curiosity. Mm -hmm. Because I, I genuinely believe that one of the greatest human traits that we all have is to be curious. It's why children pick up everything. They bite and taste and grab and feel everything because everything is so new around them. And I'm a, I'm a genuine believer that the older we get, the more we lose curiosity because we feel like we know everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, like having that curiosity is so important because it's it's the it's the key that opens the door of learning more. Yep. And so when you're curious about new things and you recognize there is so much in this world that I know nothing about, then you can just continue to learn and gain new experiences. And I feel when you genuinely believe that everything centers around a book, a book that was written 3,000 years ago. Not even by the person the book is hailing, by the yes. way. When it, when it's centered around this, you are completely limiting your curiosity of everything else, whether that is science or that is new people, new interactions, different races a lot of the time, people of different sexualities. You're limiting that sort of curiosity to understand different points of view, different new facts, emphasis on facts. And all these different things. And then that's when you get these things where people, and if you are one of these people that is listening right now, please never listen to this podcast ever again. Like literally take, turn it off and just go away. But if you are the type of person that thanks God, like when you get a surgery or like when a loved one comes out of the hospital that was in a dire situation, you thank God before the surgeon, please do not, like don't listen to this again. Like, I, I, I... <sighs> I un like base the people who are like that. Like, I under like, I understand you're trying to give praise to the only thing that you know is the reason. Yeah, behind, like I empathize with it I, because I, it's all yeah, they that's understand. It. That's the better word. That's a better. Word. I, 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 it's I all empathize. that person understands. But at the same time, like that surgeon went to school for what sixteen to twenty years to but learn. God gave every them the interest in surgery, bro. Oh, that's Jesus. their argument. 
<laughs> irony. I said Jesus. Um, but no, it's like like the this person spent their life like. 20 years learning about medicine, learning about surgery, learning about how to have their hands so damn still that they can remove shrapnel from a kidney. Like, there's so many, like, variables into this and, like, learn every single part of the human body so intricately that they can save a life. Like, that to me boggles my mind. And that person has the audacity to say to the man or the woman that took 28 hours in a friggin' room without a break then just save their child and they thank the man in the sky first. And I'm all okay if you're religious and you want to praise like Jesus or God or whatever you believe in for helping assist this. But when you value that over the person that did the work, that's where I feel like it drives me nuts because you're blatantly disrespecting the person that genuinely saved a loved one's life or yours in that case. 100%. Ugh, like, so if you are one of those people and that pissed you off listening, like... At this, me on Twitter, at Roland the Prince. This, pod, this podcast from now on is probably only going to get more, more like this, so uh, you're probably not going to enjoy it too, too much. Sorry, that was my, my manager. I actually had to reply to that one. Okay, it's all good. Man, this guy's on his phone. You know, oh, my phone's on Do Not Disturb mode, but you picked it up four damn times today. <laughs> Yes, but my phone's on Do Not Disturb, but I do have actual, like, business I need to attend to. So, like, I still check my phone, but it's, like, I don't answer it. Like, because it'll give me a good, like, because the thing is, it'll, it used to be my phone buzzed, immediately I, I answered it. And I would have a, a hundred notifications. Like, you can look through here, bro. There's a fucking ton of, like, Instagram notifications shit, which I still want to get. So popular, man. Uh, no, I'm not. It's a, <laughs> no, it, I'm it, it's a meme chat, bro. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> um, anyway... Sorry, not to derail you. I I, I just oh, see. Jesus. I'm the one fucking up the microphones today. Yeah, so like you kicked Jesus. my mic just. Yeah, then. I kicked. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna keep my big ass fucking snowshoe size feet Sasquatch to myself. Sasquatch feet to yourself. Honestly, bro. My most e- recent Instagram photo. I was at Raven Street Studio. Raven Street Studios, and like that's a studio that's like close to a home studio. I had to take my socks. Uh, sorry, take my shoes off. So I'm sitting in the chair in my socks, and some person comments on my Instagram photo. They're like, "Big feet," and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, bro." <laughs> fucking snowshoe feet out of here. You know what they say about big feet? Big large socks. socks. Oh, I nice. said large. I said big. Uh, diminutive Sorry. socks? Small socks? <laughs> I, I get individual socks for my toe. <laughs> <laughs> I get these toe socks. I love how we just went from talking about how like religion controls like people's minds and how well, like we started at Halo and Mario Kart. Did we start at Halo? I think we started at the fact where I was like, we literally have nothing planned for this podcast, and well, now yes. we're here. Yes. And it's it's interesting, because, you know, like, and that's that's one thing that I love about, like, how we have this idea for this podcast, is because, like, whenever we hang out, we just, like, talk about, like, so many different things. Everything. And it's, like, it's because, like, both of us have a lot of interest, but all, we have, a, like, the major things we tend to, like, intertwine and crossover Mm -hmm. but we have so many interests that are so different from each other but like we're all but we're both very curious people back to the point i was saying before that like we always have these like really fascinating conversations about pretty much anything yeah like all the on the way down to toronto like we we sat beside each other on a bus for for what i think that was six to seven hours yeah fucking greyhound yeah it made a stop and Every single town along the way. Every town. Like, every town. And hold up. On a side note, Greyhound, if you're listening to this, which is 
super unlikely. Why on earth Someone does it cost $120 to get a friggin' like round trip bus ride to and from Ottawa and Toronto? I was in Chile and spent $6 one way to do two hours, you know, so 12 hours for four, 24 round trip to Toronto equivalency. Roughly. How on earth is it $120? You're taking a bus. I don't know, a bro. Bus. It, take it. It's Canada. They know niggas have more money than niggas in Chile. And they're just like, yo, how much can we pimp these niggas for? How much are they willing to pay to get to Toronto? I don't even think it's how much are they willing to pay. I how think much it's will just they like pay? a <laughs> I think it's just like a monopolistic thing. It's like how many like bus companies are there that are offering like Coach and Greyhound, but they all operate out of like the same terminals. I'm pretty sure Greyhound. I think that's just a brand of bus. Yeah, Coach is like the type of bus, and Greyhound. Oh, that actually used to be like a brand of bus. Like there was actually a bus that you'd see on the side, Coach. Oh. Like well, it was an actual brand of Coach bus. Here, I'm pretty sure it's only Greyhound, so they have a complete monopoly of it, which is oh, ridiculous. Shit. And it's it's like that with phone plans too. It's why you pay like a hundred dollars for like seven gigabytes. That's, that's some horse shit right there. When I was in Australia, I was in Western Australia like two months ago, and I got 25 gigabytes for $25. Now that is a deal. Yeah, and that's like comparing like Australia to Canada, like very similar in terms of like... Commonwealth, bro. Yeah. But Commonwealth. Yeah. Ugh, Aussie, man. Oh, I've never been to Australia. That's one place that I really want to go to. Unfortunately, like throughout my life, I haven't had a lot of money. And I've, I've, I grew up without having a lot of money, so I haven't been able to travel a lot. I've only really been able – I've been confined to North America. Farthest place I've been is Miami, and that was when I was, like, super-duper young. And, like, we were down there for, like, a funeral or something. I don't even remember the trip, really. But I hope that – Well, you've been to Shaq's house in, in Vancouver. Yes, I did go to Shaq's – that's okay. Hold on. Okay. Story time. Story time. So my mom I, – I really hope she's okay with me saying – it's all in the paper. You can Google my mom and you'll find yeah. Anyway, so my mom, she – was a track athlete in Ottawa when she was younger, and she got a full ride to Louisiana State University. Uh, full track scholarship, paid for, full tuition, everything. So, of course, she was a member of the track team. She ran 400 hurdles. And so she basically – athletes would study together all the time and have, like, like the tutors – would tutor multiple athletes at a time. And it didn't matter what sport you're in. If you're an athlete, you get the athletes tutors, quote, quote, unquote, like athlete tutors. You can't see that I'm doing quotations. quotations. But anyway, so in her little tutor group, there were a couple other people. There was a couple girls from the track team, and then there was Shaq. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Like, Sha- not just, not like Shaq. O'Neal-ius. Yeah, like the Shaq. Like, this is before Shaq was Shaq. This is when he's playing at LSU, just becoming Shaq. And they were they were good they were good homies they hit it off they were yeah they were they were they were chill they were cool um, and yeah so then years go by my mom's living in Canada Shaq's obviously off doing his doing his thing and then Doctor Shaq Doctor Doctor Shaquilius Onelius yes um, and uh, so yeah he was just he, like he called my mom he's like hey I'm in Canada. I'll fly you guys out. Come, come hang out, and we're just like, fuck yeah, let's go hang out. So I got to hang out. And sh- this is before like we was a thing, and I like he had like the first like original like before we ever came out. It was like the first movement based video game. Interesting. So I I was like playing on his TV, and I was like I was doing this boxing game where I was just like I literally was just throwing hands, no controller, no was nothing. Was Sharif there? Uh no, no, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I, I, he was. I think he was just up there. Like no, he wasn't there for that long. But I, I, I was so young, so I don't remember everything. But I got to meet him. He was super chill. Years go by. Uh, they they email every once in a while, and I got a call 
last year? Yeah, it was your birthday last year. Last year, yeah. It was, I, I was trying to remember if it was last year or two years ago. But last year, I get this phone call, and I just hear, I, I pick up the phone, I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, yo, what's good, man? And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I was like, hey, um, it's, it's good. Yeah, who's on the phone? He's like, oh, this, this is Shaq. I'm like, oh, 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 shit. What's good, bro? And we just we ended up chatting for a while. I actually posted something on my Instagram about how Shaq called me. It got taken down. What? Yeah. Like, it got, I, I don't know why. I just went to go check my Instagram and it was gone. I, I, I went on, I, I was, what, I, <coughs> oh, Jesus, me. please don't do that ever again near a mic. I'm sorry. Um, but I went on Facebook too. I posted it on Facebook and it was, it was gone. So I don't know what, what happened, but. Jeez. Yeah. But anyway, Shaq called me on my birthday. He asked me what's up. He asked about my music and. And just like what I'm doing with my life and whatnot, and we had a good long conversation about about life and and everything going on with me and everything going on with him, and yeah, it was really cool. I definitely look forward to. Uh, hopefully, I'll be at a music festival and DJ DJ Diesel, sorry, is going to be performing. <laughs> I could just walk up and be like, "Yo, what's good, bro?" No, 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 you, not he's performing. It's like you know what, like you collab together. That would be lit if I could have. Like, I'm sorry to my DJ DJ Chefnier, but if DJ Diesel could uh, could be my be my DJ for for a festival or two. Uh, I'd be fucking down, man. Like that. What hasn't that guy done? Like he's done. Like he's a the- doctor. He's been a cop. He's been a DJ. He's been a fucking NBA superstar. He's he own. He definitely owns stocks and some shit. So he's on. He's on like a business side of shit too. I, I don't know, bro. He's he's, he's and everywhere. Then, and then hold up, like this guy's like. Your mom, like, that's not the only like celebrity she knows too. Oh no. Okay, so my mom. Was on the LSU track team, of course, as I mentioned earlier. There was another, so she ran 400 hurdles, and there was another light skin on the team. My mom's light skin, by the way. So it was another light skin, similar haircut, similar complexion, similar face. That there was another woman on the team who ran 200, I believe, and she was having an affair. No, it's not an affair. I guess relations, we'll say, with uh, one of the mans on the uh, on the football team, and that was Odell Beckham Senior. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you, who do you think came out of that? Odell OBJ. Beckham Junior. So um, there are there are baby photos when I was super young because Odell's only like five five years older than me, and there's baby pictures where Odell's like five and I'm like maybe like seven months old ish, and he's like just holding me. Just chilling. There's a pic- in the bathtub. There's a picture of us in the bathtub too. There was one of him holding me on the couch. There's one of there's one of uh, there's one of us in the bathtub as well. And like it's just OBJ. Like so, shout out to OBJ. Shout out to OBJ. Prince. Honestly, bro. Like I swear, we need to link up. We uh, we, we need to do a we need to do another one. I'll, I'll sit you on the couch. You can hold Let's me. See again. who's got better hops. <laughs> Honest, eh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely him. It's definitely him. Yeah, but you got you got good hops. I I can dunk a basketball. That's, yeah, that's, but like that's not crazy impressive at six three. But you no. still or what six four even? I'm like six three, six four. I haven't yeah. measured myself. I'm no, at least six three. You still got good hops. Uh, decent hops. Decent hops. Like much better hops than what I got. I got I got some hippities. Hippity hop. Exactly. Hip hip pop a doo. Nice. But yeah, this yeah. this guy's just like this like, guy came out of like just and started off something, in stardom. Do you want to know something funny? I do. Everyone thinks Odell's big hands came from his dad. It came from his mom. His mom has the big hands. In I family. mean, like that's not something I've ever thought of. But I, I, it's something I thought of. He's got he's got good hands. He's though. got like, massive man. hands, bro. Well, that's why he does his like big one handed catches because his hand can almost wrap fully around a full size fucking football, bro. I guess. He's a freak athlete. Honestly, like, like that's, he that guy that's crazy. is nuts. Like he's so like agile and fast. Like it's actually just dis- 
disgusting how like it's talented almost like he plays and, for like, the NFL. Yeah, but he's not he's like an all star within it too. Exactly. Like he's one of the most probably like the he's definitely the most famous at what he does. Wide specific- receiver. Uh, Antonio Brown's pretty. Uh, I don't think at AB the, has the, moment, the same. At the moment, man, like he's, I don't think AB or Julio Jones have the same sort of clout that OBJ exactly. has. I think they're better players, but I'm just talking about notoriety. Yeah, like, I t- I'm not I talking think about in terms of a skill. brand. I think in terms of a brand, OBJ is probably the biggest in the NFL, and for wide receivers, for wide receivers, I wouldn't say biggest in the NFL, but I'd say yeah, definitely for definitely for wide receivers. Wide receivers. He's, 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 he's no the Tom most well known. <laughs> Stop! No, no, like honestly, <laughs> like please, like that. I've I've headphones on. That's going right that's, into that's my ears. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. No, but like we're gonna have listeners, like or we're gonna have if a. That li- was we're all gonna... up in your headphones, and you didn't enjoy it. You're welcome. Like I guarantee you, like we're at the hour mark, you know, and like so somebody probably just like turned this podcast off because of that. And because this is long. Well, if you stuck through that entire podcast and you clicked off because I burped, oh well, you weren't you weren't a committed listener anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we have hit the hour mark though, and I really think this is a good episode of Whole Lot of Nothing. Honestly, we started with nothing, we ended off with something. Mm-hmm. That's always the goal. Thank we you talk so- about oh, nothing till nothing's enough. Exactly. Thank you so much for tuning in again. For those of you who forget, my name is Roland Prince. Across the table from me is my boy Jamie Lee, and we are going to start doing this hopefully twice a week, posting on Mondays and Wednesdays. We're going to start off on Mondays for now, but. Thank you so much for tuning in this time. Again, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. All that good shit. You know what I'm talking about. But we'll see you next time. Hello, peace, and goodbye.